This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 84 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. So many reasons to go into Blueberry Markets. One, Forex trading is good again. Two, if you click the link that is in the blog down below in the description, you will get twice the cash back bonus just for signing up as you did this time last year. Three, you will also get your own personal customer service representative. And four, it's Blueberry Markets. You guys know these guys are tops in class in customer service, which is very important. Trade Forex, metals, indices, crypto, and the top 50 traded American stocks all with one broker. You don't need anything else. You just need Blueberry Markets. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast and uh, a bit of an oopsie on my part. <laughs> Last week, when we spoke about the Fed and markets, I had a whole half page of notes that I didn't even get to. You know, I cut it off short. Um, so, I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty put together when it comes to podcast day, but uh, ADD is still ADD and these things happen. And I think it's really important that we still go on and talk about this because we really are trying to take a top-down approach here. And if we can understand what's happening with the Fed and with markets overall, then everything else becomes a lot easier to predict. And that's what we're trying to do here in the 2023 Predictions Podcasts. Uh, so let's get right to it as we expand on a lot of the things we were talking about last week in terms of actual markets. You know, so indices, you know, S&P, FTSE, DAX, everything like that. And I wanted to also expand on the idea that panic has not really set in yet. You know, most people think the Fed's going to pivot, everything's going to be fine, and it's just a matter of holding because you don't want to get rid of some of these stocks that you've held for a very long time. Yeah, now you might be saying, well, you know, a lot of these stocks are going down a lot. You know, it depends on which ones you're talking about. Um, don't get too confused by the panicky ones they like to show, um, like Peloton and Zoom and you know, stocks that only got super inflated during the pandemic. They love to show you those because those have gone down like 90%, 85%. Okay, you know, your larger, more important stocks have not done that. Uh, now, many of them have laid people off, which is an important sign. You know, if these companies really thought everything was going to be okay, then it, it would probably be in their best interest just to hang on to these employees rather than to, you know, take the PR hit and lay them off and then maybe have to rehire them back again at another time. You know, that's really expensive. You know, but they see the writing on the wall too. And you also know that a lot of these very powerful companies are also in bed with the most powerful people in the world, which means if, if, if they're taking measures to prepare themselves for what could be a really bad recession, then you need to really take notice. You know, so businesses understand this. And I think we're at a special inflection point to where businesses do understand this, yet people don't yet. Again, in terms of the investment community, we have not seen the VIX go very high yet. And people in general are still buying things at near the same clip they were buying things before, especially in the luxury market, which is a great indicator of how things are really going. Most luxury goods metrics across the board are still doing very, very well. And to me, this has always been a very good indicator of where things are about to go. Once you see this particular market start to roll over, 
you know there's about to be a problem. Now, why? Because, all right, so the people who buy luxury goods, you would perceive as people who are rich. Most rich people are not actually rich. They're just levered up. They're in huge amounts of debt. You know, they just choose to live this lifestyle anyway. You know, depending on where you're from, this sounds crazy. But if you're in the United States, this doesn't sound crazy at all. There's a ton of these people. Really, anybody can move to the United States and live this way if they wanted to. There's just a a large penalty you will have to incur when it's finally time to pay the piper. And we may have gotten the crypto bros out of the equation, but everybody else in this sector still remains. Now, if you want to go the next tier down, travel is still up. Um, Now, we may not ever get to the numbers we got to back in 2018, 2019. And a big reason for that is going to be business travel. Uh, A lot of companies had scaled back on that, realizing during the pandemic that you really didn't need to spend as much money as you were on things like this. And people are working a lot more remotely and people are meeting a lot more remotely. You know, that that is going to probably be the new normal from this point on. Um, But as somebody who does fly a lot, I'm telling you, airports are full. Planes are full, you know, in the U.S., in Europe, and in Latin America, all three. Uh, And you might say these are people who wanted to travel during 2020 but couldn't. You know, you can put me in that basket. You know, okay, fine, but we don't really know the reason why people are doing it. Uh, All I do know is that travel is way up. And then, you know, most of us are chart readers here. If you just take a look at the S&P and zoom out, you're going to notice something. Uh, This drop, you know, this perceived drop that we saw in 2022 is not that significant. You know, it really just kind of looks like a retracement. You know, a small to maybe medium-sized retracement, depending on how far you're zooming out. You know, so with all of the factors still in place for a big drop, for a really bad recession, possible depression, crazy as 2022 was, we still haven't seen it yet. And we pretty much know the Fed wants one. So yes, my prediction for the markets in 2022 is that we are going to end up lower at the end of 2023. You know, how much lower? I don't know, but it, it certainly could be a lot. And the factors that bring it down could be much more than the Fed can actually handle. Remember, for the longest time, they could not curb inflation. It was too big of a thing. You know, they are just now finally starting to get a bit of a handle on it, but we don't know for how long that's going to last. You know, everybody just assumes it's going to keep going down. You know, why is going back up again completely off the table? I never understood that. But anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap up the markets section of the predictions portion of the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast and move on to precious metals. And uh, I am going to go ahead and lump gold and silver together here because I feel like the reason why they moved in tandem with each other so much last year is just because the macro factors in place made them do that. Um, Now, silver did move a little more dramatically than gold did, but... I think we can reasonably lump these two together in terms of making a prediction. Now, what question are you asking me? Are they going to outperform the markets? Or are they going to outperform the dollar? Or are they going to outperform other world currencies? You know, that's those are three different questions. 
Um, so as a prediction, let me just say, I think there is a very good chance they do outperform all three of those things. Uh, now, precious metals, as we've seen, are very, very hard to predict. So remember that part. And I'm really trying to keep recency bias out of the equation because ever since October of 2022, they have performed very well. And we may see a natural retracement here, especially early on. Uh, but if you are bearish overall on the markets in 2023, you pretty much have to be bullish on gold and silver by proxy here. You know, when things are going bad, you can't just flock to the dollar or you can't just flock into cash. You know, like we said before, that panic has not really set in yet. You know, once it does, you know, this is where these particular asset classes really do shine. And let's just think about this too. You know, there were particular headwinds in the way for gold and silver last year that I don't think are there anymore this year. For example, uh, you guys know how the big banks were holding down the price of gold and silver illegally uh, for the majority of 2022. And then all of a sudden they stopped. You know, that's the question. Have they stopped for good? You know, there's people out there in the space that follow these things very, very closely. And they even said, hey, it looks like this whole manipulation is not completely over, but over for the most part. Now, I get it. Gold and silver going up to really high prices is really bad for everything else. So maybe they felt like they had to keep it down. Uh, but then people finally started going to jail again. And like I said, it looks like uh, it might not be over but we're going to see a lot less of this going forward. That's really good. This is something we have not experienced for a long time. And those headwinds are no longer there now, or at least severely lessened than they were before. And second, and I'm tipping my hand to my opinions um, on a future episode here, but a lot of people were pointing out how the rise of crypto really got in the way of people moving their money into gold. And I think I've already told you my outlook on what crypto is probably going to be for 2023, like pretty dead. You know, certainly not the mania we saw before. So there's another headwind that's no longer there anymore. So if this news also gets you excited about precious metals, uh, we have talked at length about the ways to play this particular sector. You know, I'm really looking to up my gold allocation this year in terms of percentage. And it's nothing to be afraid of. You know, you're just moving money from one place to another to an asset that probably has the same volatility as cash does, likely less, depending on what your fiat currency is. You know, and in terms of the miners, we've said it before, you don't need to go with tiny little juniors on this. There's so much asymmetry in the big boys. I think you could throw your money in something like GDX or SIL and be quite happy. Uh, now, for semi-disclosure, I do have uh, a junior in the gold space, but it's a position I've had for a long time, and I bought more after the drop. Uh, but apart from that, I have no deep junior exposure in this space anymore. Yep, I just don't think you need it. You know, I do think 2023 is going to be a year to really play defense. And if you are going to play offense, then do it cautiously. You know, Do it with proven companies. Now, while we're on the topic of precious metals, a really quick note on platinum. The bull cases for platinum are mostly, you know, green technology, 
hydrogen, if we ever get there, which we may not, uh, but it still went up. <laughs> and the reason it went up is my, is my same thesis for copper. There is just so little of it. And a lot of that comes from Russia. And I think the world just finally figured this out. You know, platinum is super scarce. All of these precious metals are a lot more scarce than they were before. You know, but platinum really takes that to a whole new level. Uh, but anyway, contrarians, we have uh, a lot more to go in terms of predictions. These predictions podcasts might bleed into February. Uh, in particular, because there's one non-prediction uh, topic that we really, really need to cover soon here. But as many of you know, we have barely not even covered half of what we normally talk about on this program in terms of predictions. So we will be getting to those soon. And at least for 2023, we can finally answer the question, you know, were we crazy or were we just early?